daughter singing in her room? No. Okay, good. She's loud right now. She's so loud. She's having fun. Well, hey guys. Hey. Oh no. Welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. 13th Floor. Did you hear that? It just started raining. It did. Uh, it's been that's how it's been here all day when i woke up i was like is it seriously nighttime still uh because it's just been like it's been what i call dragon ball weather uh where like (laughs) (laughs) like all of a sudden it'll just get like insanely dark like real sudden and like dang and it's just stormed that's why that's how it kind of was today here it was just gloomy but it didn't rain all day oh one second she heard the rain alex is being beckoned by gwen because it started (laughs) raining (laughs) <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> she's she's been so demanding lately. Uh. She's she's hit her her three major years. So three major. Oh goodness, we're dealing with that. Dios uh. mio. Oh, anyways, um, James, I know that's been rainy there. Is there any other exciting life news that's been going on? Uh, not really. Uh, it's been a Pretty slow week, actually. Well, how's Chai doing? Chai's doing good. I thought she might eat today, but uh, instead she just killed a wax worm and is just leaving it for now. I don't, uh, I think she just didn't want it to annoy her, so she just murdered it and just went about her business. Goodness. Yeah. Well, that's horrifying. (laughs) Are your, are your other spiders like, hey, Chai, welcome to the group. Uh, thankfully, I don't think they're that aware of her, which is probably for the best. Are, do you think that your other spiders that aren't that that are New World are like in a little clique? Just like, <laughs> Ew, try. Oh, the weird, weird kid. Oh man, Thanos is uh, annoying me lately. Um, he has decided to completely and utterly web up the lid, so. I I, I haven't even opened the lid since it's happened because I'm like, this is going to be horrible. So can you see, is he like underneath the web or is he like, if you open up the top, he's right there ready to pounce. He's right there. And furthermore, he is, he has completely sealed the lid up. Like uh, I'd say it's about half an inch thick of just silk, like between the lid and the, the top. Yeah. Do you think that he's doing this as an act of rebellion because you've named all of your other spiders after <laughs> drinks? I think it is because I've opened it too many times. He keeps uh, knocking his water dish over, so I keep filling it up. And now, now he's thirsty. He's gone down to the water dish, and it's empty because you know I can't fill it up now. He's he's gonna he's gonna learn the error of his way before mm, you know it. Guess so. Which one is this? Thanos. Is he purple yet? Nope. No. Getting there. Well, well, we just talked about uh, about James's spiders. Uh, Alex, you guys, it's going to be a little different episode this week because Alex over here got sinus surgery. Yeah. So his nose is all jacked up, but he can't read because of the sinus surgery because there's pressure behind his eyes and also because of some of the medications that he's on. So he's not going to be presenting today. It's going to be me and James and Alex is just kind of like a straggler. He's like, he's like the kid that does the group project that doesn't do anything, <laughs> but just like, I'm there for the grade. Yeah, exactly. He's there for the grade. So, <laughs> Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> I remember one time at a group project and, uh, this other kid refused to do anything. It was at my house 
and I had an N64. So he decided he was just going to play N64 the whole time. And we eventually, like, I unplugged it, and we had a full-blown, it was like an action movie. It was like two little kids, <laughs> full-blown fist fight. Full-blown, like, like I mean, hitting each other because he would not uh, participate, you know? And it ultimately what ended up happening is we, we, we got an F on the project. And it made me so mad, but yeah. I can't imagine James getting an F, little James yeah. especially. Oh, I was livid. And, you know, the sad thing is I won the fight, but he still wouldn't cooperate. Cece, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a group project story? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got one too, but it happened in college. And I was put on a, and I won't name names here because you might know her, but I was put on a, in a group with a female basketball player from the University of Kentucky, and she Mm. did not do a dang thing. And we called her out on it. We were like, she she has not come to any of our meetings. She has not done anything. And her part of the project does not reflect what we're doing because she didn't do it. Mm. And oh my goodness, after that, the whole UK female basketball team did not like me. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I didn't care because I got an A and she didn't. So good deal. Do your work. You guys, listen, if you're listening to this and you're ever in group projects and you're not doing your part, just, you know what? You you don't have to be like that. Do your part. Yeah. I had one like that too. Yeah? Yeah. We are, uh, it was a big video edit. You actually helped me with this project. Did uh, I? You weren't in my class. But the big, big video editing, big finale for... Uh, Levesque. Yeah, Levesque. We and we did all the. We had to write this big story, all these edits, all these cuts and jumps, and all this type of thing. And it had to be live. Had to have live segments and stuff like that. And we had a we had a classmate, Stephanie Schmidt. I'll call you out. Uh, <laughs> um, who didn't do anything for the entire project. And at the end, when it came together, she had the audacity. We decided, uh, you all, everyone has to grade each other, and everyone being like kind-hearted, unfortunately, on our team decided to go ahead and just give her. It's the last class. It was like the senior last year. Class, You're like senior I don't care. Or leaving, we just go went ahead. We gave her an A. She gave all of us a B. Yeah, that's like psychopath behavior. Yeah, and 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 but and the thing is. Levette gave uh, our group an A, which is something he never did. He never gave people A's. Yeah. Because he thought there was always room for improvement, but he liked ours so much. Hmm. And then this girl has the audacity to give the people that actually worked on this thing a, a B. B. Yeah, she did not come to any of those shoots. Yeah, I called you out for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's be honest. She doesn't listen to this. But you know what? I think that everybody that does listen to our show is the type of person that does pick up their weight <laughs> in, in a group project. So I don't have any any worry about any of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you guys, is it time for our hearty hellos? Yeah. Okay. So I let Alex help pick these ones out today. He's back in the he's not, he's back in the game, James. At least in that part. Yeah, I've really pushed one duty for another. Yep. So I let him point to the map, and this week he wants to say hello to everybody in Austria, and then also in Alberta, Canada, and then here in the U.S. of I. He he pointed to the state of New Jersey. So mm. so Jersey. 
<laughs> yeah. Anywhere you're listening in the world, thank you for tuning in. Because we wouldn't be doing this podcast if you didn't listen to it. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. If you do enjoy our podcast, we hope that you will stop by the Apple Podcasts app on your iPhone and uh, rate, review, and subscribe. You know how it goes. <laughs> so anyways, you guys, do we have... We just talked about uh, projects. We did talk about projects. Do we want that to be our icebreaker? Sure. We can make that our icebreaker or we can do another one since you can't really. Well, well you know what? how about what a, you know, I mean, given the topic, have you experienced a particularly notable uh, example of deja vu? I think that I have, I mean, I've definitely had deja vu, but I don't think that I've had any that were like, I know the feeling and I know how I felt in those moments, but I don't have anything that comes to mind that's like, oh yeah, I remember this specific incident. I have one that happened to me recently that I'm going to talk about when I go over my stuff, but <laughs> it's not like a no- notable one that would have like changed my life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, interesting. I, I think I've talked about my experiences on here. I, I may have mentioned them before, but I've had several, whenever I do usually have deja vu, they're pretty significant like Mm. when it's i track it while it's happening so i see like the path of everybody's conversations where they're going and then there's always a crux like this meeting point to where the conversation comes to me and i can either let it go on the path where i already know where it's gonna go like i can already see all like what everyone's gonna say all this or i could change it up and do something different and i've had a couple instances like that I've had several instances of that. I've, I've, I've had it over the phone. I've had it while working multiple different jobs. It's a, it's a very surreal experience. It's mm. bizarre. Yeah, Alex here has a God complex. Dang. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, it's funny you say that because I know exactly what you mean. And I've seen, I've had experiences like that where it's happened with actions as well. Like uh, one time I was riding with a friend and there was uh, three cars in front of us, and I just like all of a sudden I was like, "Wait a minute!" Because we what we were talking about where we were and the the car in front of us, the color, everything about it. I was like, "Wait a minute, this has happened before," and I freaked her out. I was like, "Hey, hey, check this out. Watch um, those. There's three vehicles in front of us approaching this light. All three of them are going to do UEs, which by the way are illegal in Kentucky. But all three of them are going to do UEs. None of them are actually turning left like we are, even though we were in the left turning lane. And she looked at me like, you know, no, that's that's crazy nonsense. Statistically, that's not going to happen. And it did, and it freaked her out big time. James, yeah, telling future. So, do you think <laughs> that that actually happened in the past, and you were reliving it, or do you think that? You're psychic. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I can I can explain away, and and will be explaining away, uh, the more mundane forms of deja vu. But we, what me and Alex are talking about, they almost feel like simulated universe theory. Like basically, we we got we we saw some glitches in the matrix, you know. Yeah. And as such, we're able to predict, uh, you know, what was going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely I, – I saw that there are different types of deja vu that are like <laughs> speech and – I can't remember the specific names of them, but there are different types. And the one that Alex experienced, there was a girl who said she knew exactly what people were saying and she could say it right as they were saying it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
it's it's I didn't realize there were so many forms of deja vu, but I also think that there's a lot of just confusion as to what deja vu is mm. because there were a lot of people that I read I read tried to look up personal accounts and the things that people were saying didn't really seem as though they were deja vu. Yeah, I don't know. It was James, can you just give a really quick explainer of what deja vu actually is? Sure. Yeah, deja vu is a very profound and sudden sensation that you have experienced something before. And I don't mean in the sense that, you know, you're you're grocery shopping at Kroger and you're like, oh, I've done this before. Like obviously you've done that before. But instances where it, it it's somehow jarring, this idea that Something took place in exactly that order, in exactly that fashion, at exactly that location. And it's it's just a very odd sense of familiarity with regard to the present as if it, it isn't the present, as if it's more like a repeat of the past. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just as important, that sensation, as anything else, which, you know, is something we can't really measure or quantify. Uh, we just decided to, well, the French decided to put a label on it. <laughs> yep, they yeah. sure did. And I think I'm going to start us off today, and then James is going to cut in, and then I'm going to cut back in, because mm-hmm. Alex is loaf on the couch next to me, can't do anything. So, <laughs> um, so I guess ready? Ready. Okay, good. good. Since I'm picking up Alex's slack. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off first with a story of a man whose name has not been made public. But he experienced something called chronic deja vu. And I got this info from the BBC and also LiveScience.com. But this 23-year-old man in Great Britain started to have these crazy, just like perpetual bouts of deja vu. So everywhere he went and everything that he did, in his mind, he had been there and done it before. Normally, when somebody experiences deja vu, and I bet you everybody who's listening to our show right now, you listener, I'm sure that you have experienced deja vu in some form or fashion, but just imagine feeling that way 24 seven. That's kind Weird. of like the way that this guy was living his life. And it, it it's such a fleeting feeling, uh, deja vu. So his bouts were longer than most people. Take my example that I mentioned I was going to talk about here in the show. A couple days ago when I was driving dear Alex to his sinus surgery, I had the thought in my brain, like, I've done this before. I've been here before. And it was maybe like 15, 20 seconds max, which is a typical amount of time for you to have that feeling for deja vu. But this guy, the 23-year-old, was having it for many minutes or longer. So it's just a very, very long and prolonged feeling. Mm. And it became so intense that it was actually causing this man trouble to just live a normal life. It became so debilitating debilitating that he couldn't actually do anything. And he was just so anxious all the time because he's just thinking I've done this before. Like, I know I've done this before. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the point where he didn't want to like watch TV or read the newspaper because he thought he already knew exactly what happened, which in my brain, I would stop thinking, is he watching reruns? But I doubt it. <laughs> in his case, <laughs> if it was that debilitating, I doubt it. But researchers started looking into this man's case, which is kind of incredible considering how difficult it is to research something like deja vu because we don't really know what triggers it. And it comes on so suddenly that you can't just bring people in and make them experience deja vu. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So researchers started looking into things and they find some kind of explanation. But before I get into those, because I suspect James 
James and Pooh's going to go over some of it. Um, and I don't, James, I don't want to step on your precious toes. So I'm going to let James run through some possible, some possible, po- some possible, I know now I want a popsicle, some possible biological causes of deja vu before I return to the case of this mysteriously unnamed 23 year old man. Sure. So James, talk to us. Um, well, first of all, it's important to realize that uh, memories, they're defined in, in two forms. There's short-term memory and there's long-term memory. And there are also explicit memories, which are semi-related, but I wouldn't call them the same kind of category. Um, so they're stored in different places. For example, the, the prefrontal cortex is super, super important for implicit memories. So case in point, you will, unless some sort of traumatic brain injury happens or something really, really crazy happens medically to you, you will always remember how to walk, clench a fist, catch a ball, blink, etc. Those are those are things that are implicit that you've, you've known how to do for um, pretty much your whole life. And then you also got um, sort of the, the more explicit memories, which is actual events, and we store them in sort of an episodic way. And short term, they tend to be uh, stored in the uh, uh, basal ganglia and the cerebellum. Uh, and especially working memory is more in, in also the prefrontal cortex, like with uh, implicit memories. But then long term, did I, I said long term or, or short term earlier, didn't I? I think so. Okay. See, my, my memory is failing me. Um, <laughs> Long term is stored in the hippocampus. And some people think that the chief reason why deja vu happens is there's sort of like a little wire crossed where an event that is happening is starting to be stored in the episodic center. And it ends up being rerouted to a long-term part of the brain. So in other words, what happens is you your mind is trying to sort of save what's happening to its hard drive and it ends up putting it in the wrong folder. And so because long-term memory tends to be things that have happened in the past and are, are recorded because they're very memorable, important events, what ends up happening is something that's very humdrum and day-to-day, like chatting it with some friends at a restaurant, all of a sudden feels like it's something from long before. So mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's it's something that should have been stored uh, in the long-term part of the brain, which is where that memory's uh, being rerouted to. So in other words, it's sort of a little glitch in the brain between short and long-term memory, or possibly even between explicit, implicit, and working memory. So it, it, again, it, there's not like one single spot in the brain where these sorts of things are are stored. Now, there's a much more... I would say simple theory as for how it works, uh, deja vu. And that is the idea that, well, one, one thing that we do know 100% about memories is they're not reliable. It is not like uh, storing a file on a hard drive. You know, the mind is a much more plastic, malleable computer, for lack of a better word, than, you know, the actual silicon chip computers that we have. So, it's very easy for memories to change and alter and augment. In fact, you know, some people argue that it's kind of explains away a lot of paranormal things, you know, Oh, they didn't actually see a ghost. They, they saw something that scared them and then their memory 
reworked it within the context of of things that they understand and saw, uh, you know, culturally, and as such, now it becomes a ghost. Well, similarly, let's say you are uh, you're you're walking down a road, chatting with a friend, and you see a black dog run by, like Louise. Louise. Yeah. That's going to be a short-term memory. That's not a super important event. And then later that evening, you you go on YouTube and and you watch a video about um, cute little Dalmatian puppies. And then, you know, two weeks later, after those those short-term memories have sort of fizzled out, but there's sort of like ghosts of them in your mind still, little, little tiny echoes of those memories – Next thing you know, you're you're walking alone. You're not chatting with a friend, and you see a uh, a black adult dog with a couple of little spots on it, kind of like those puppies. And you get this profound sense of deja vu. Well, what's really happened is is two memories with similar themes and experiences have overlapped in your mind, and now you've experienced something that sorta has components of both. Mm-hmm. And it feels like deja vu. And this could happen. It doesn't have to be two memories. It could be numerous memories because, you know, most of the time when people have deja vu, it's not when they're doing something profound. It's not like, you know, people generally, they don't tra- travel halfway over in the world and they're on a roller coaster and like, oh, my God, uh, I've done this before. It very seldom happens. <laughs> it usually happens when you're doing something mundane where there is a lot of room for a, a tremendous amount of overlap with other experiences. So those are the two chief, I would argue, um, theories on on how it happens. One being sort of to do with our hardware, to do with our anatomy itself. And the other is more abstract, but I think a much more simple and reasonable theory. Yeah. So, yeah. The, what's it called? The memory mismatch. Because I've got, I've got a little list that I'll go through here in a little while. And kind of goes over some of the stuff that you mentioned, James. (sighs) But let's return, you guys, to the case of the 23-year-old man in Great Britain. (laughs) All right. Yeah, researchers, they took scans of this dude's noggin to see if they could find any obvious oddities with his temporal lobe. Mm. So that part, that part of his brain, James. And they looked to see if he might have seizures because mm. they're apparently people who have epilepsy or experience seizures tend to report feeling deja vu more often than people who. And this might just be because people who experience it that don't have epilepsy and deja vu just don't report, hey, I had, you know, I'm going to call call up scientists and tell them I had deja vu. That's I a good I've point. You know, uh, I, my sister, for example, has epilepsy and she regularly talks to a neurologist. So it's kind of like if she, if, if somebody was going to report any kind of neurological glitch or oddity, it'd probably yeah. be somebody who has something uh, where they're, they're frequently in talks with a neurologist. Exactly. That That's kind of what I thought when I, I saw that they checked to see if he had, and I'm not saying that it's not possible that people who do have epilepsy or experience seizures don't have, you know, sure. more deja vu, but um, they, so the researchers looked at this guy's brain. They said all of his EEGs looked entirely normal. Mm. So they started having to look elsewhere for explanations and James, <laughs> guess what this guy suffers from that doesn't necessarily show on a brain scan. Mm. Take a guess, mm. Alex. Doesn't show up on a brain scan? Yeah. Mm. A spinal okay. injury? No, no. Oh. Um, yeah. Anxiety. <laughs> oh, I yeah. see. 
yeah, apparently had a very severe form of anxiety disorder. And he was so anxious all the time that he actually had to step away from university because he just couldn't handle the stress that came with school. Mm-hmm. And after he took his break, that's when apparently his chronic deja vu started to really become a problem in his life. So researchers were like, does his anxiety cause his deja spells? Then his deja vu caused more stress and fear because he's freaking out about it. And then he's just kind of in this perpetual loop of anxiety-induced deja vu. Mm. So it's yeah, hard so. to tell, like, you know, yeah. it, could that possibly be an explanation here? And then there's one other really important thing to note here. Researchers say that his deja vu spells started after he dabbled with a little hallucinogenic drug called LSD. Oh, really? Now, that's yes. interesting because something really neat happens sometimes. And by neat, I mean kind of terrifying with... Uh, <laughs> When people take certain um, hallucinogens, mushrooms being a great example, where uh, what what ends up happening is they they get stuck in like a time loop, a mental time loop. And Paul Stamets, you know, very renowned mycologist, was was talking about a personal experience with that one time where he and a friend uh, they had cameras. And they went and they took mushrooms, and they're out in public, by the way. But this is like the Pacific Northwest, where that's like a lot less stigmatized. It's like, Oh, there's two (laughs) fellas on mushrooms. But uh, anyway, they were out and about and Paul dropped the camera and he picked, and he he looks at his friend and he goes, Oh, I dropped the camera and he reaches down and he picks it up and then he drops it again. And he looks up and goes, Oh, I dropped the camera. And he just kept doing this multiple times until the camera was in pieces on the ground. So that is actually something that does happen in conjunction with certain hallucinogens. So I wonder if maybe there's a huge connection there. Yeah. I thought that that was a very interesting, just a little point there that was like, also, if you have anxiety, maybe don't just, you know, recreationally experiment with hallucinogens. I mean, I can understand like taking part in a study where microdosing is used to treat anxiety and PTSD. And there's some really interesting research going on with that right now, but maybe, maybe not, you know, just, gung-ho to see what happens when you have anxiety well yeah and there's like there's some research that suggests that doing hallucinogenic drugs can rewire the way that your brain works right kind of like those uh you know those studies you were just mentioning a moment ago james yeah but it's like what if that's part of the reason that he kind of fell into this mm-hmm. and scientists they say they have no idea really what happened to this guy they can't explain it at the end of the day, they have no clue what is causing this guy's chronic deja vu because we still have such little information on the phenomenon when you really stop to think about it. Um, though there were more people who apparently have chronic bouts of deja vu, and I don't know if they suffer from anxiety or anything, but one researcher said that when he met with one patient for the first time, the patient was very friendly as though he was talking to an old friend because the patient claimed that he'd already met the doctor per his deja vu, which I thought was just interesting. He's like, oh, yeah, we've already met. Like, this has already happened. <laughs> the patient told him. So, anyways, that being said, I did also find an article on bustle.com that outlined nine things that your brain might be trying to tell you when you experience deja vu. <clears throat> you want to know those nine things, James? Sure. <clears throat> Good. Because guess what? I would have told you even if yeah, you didn't know. I almost, I almost said that, yeah. <laughs> okay, so number one, it could be a sign of epilepsy, which we talked about a moment ago. Um, and uh, the neuroscientist, or I'm sorry, neuropsychologist hmm. named 
Sanam Hafziz, Psi.D, um, says of it, quote, if deja vu happens increasingly or is accompanied by other symptoms such as abnormal visual experiences or problems with your vision or motor operations like mouth or facial movements, you can inquire about your experience with your doctor because that could actually signal something like focal seizures. Mm-hmm. So possibility two, it could be your body telling you, hey, you're not paying attention to your surroundings, so you better freaking watch out. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna freak you out and snap you back into it. So it mm. might actually just be your brain trying to snap you back to reality if you're distracted when you shouldn't be. I just think, you know, you ever have moments where you like you just become extremely mindful of the situation and you kind of appreciate more. Um, a great example would be, you know, people, they get kind of in a rut and they go on a trip or they do, they make some kind of big change. And then all of a sudden they're just very mindful of like the things going on in their life. And it's just, it's nice. Just they're more present. Uh, mm-hmm. I have found that when I have deja vu, all of a sudden I do become hyper uh, aware. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think that it's interesting, uh, but it's called split perception theory is what this one kind of revolves around. And it's this idea that if you're distracted, um, which by the way, people often report having deja vu when they're distracted by something. Um, Mm. So your perception splits into two parts when you're having a bout and your brain gets all confused. And when you start paying attention again, you snap out of the deja vu and back into reality. So I thought that that was interesting. Just an interesting thought there. For me, it's kind of like uh, driving. Like, do you guys ever zone out while you're driving? And when you oh, snap yeah. back to it, it's like. You know, we actually oh. talked about that once, that it's yeah. kind of a form of hypnosis. Yeah. That, maybe Highway that's, hypnosis. Highway hypnosis. So possibility three, and this one is a bit bizarre, but some researchers suggest that deja vu is triggered by having a dominant eye. Mm. Have you heard this theory, James? No. Yeah, so most people have a dominant eye that kind of perceives things faster than your other eye. So you've got a fast eye and a slow eye. Mm. So some suggest that when you see something, your dominant eye takes it in and it's like, oh, look at the situation we're in. And it sends that information to your brain. And then your other lesser eye, it catches up and it's like, oh, look at the situation we're in. And then your brain goes, wait a minute wait a minute, I've seen this before. And in reality, you did just literally a second ago with your dominant eye. <laughs> Interesting. So, By the way, do you know how to test which eye of yours is dominant? No. How do I test it? It's so easy. You can literally do it while we're recording. All you do is you hold your hands in front of you to make like a triangle and you focus on a faraway object. And then you you close one eye and you try closing the other eye. And whatever eye you close um, and everything stays the same, that's your dominant eye. Like I'm doing it right now. And if I close my right eye, the scenery shifts. But if I close my left eye, everything stays the same, which means my right eye is my dominant eye. It, it's the my one that tells eye. me the distance between something. What? Okay. My so, left eye is my dominant eye. Are you left-handed? So, no. Then you're cross-dominant like Vladimir Putin. Look at you, Alex. You're like Vladimir Putin. I am. <laughs> no, I have a question, James, when it comes to that. I can close my right eye, but I cannot, for the life of me, close my left eye. Like what? on its, <laughs> I can't do it on its own. Like you know, when you like switch back and forth between eyes, I, I have to physically hold my le- left eye closed because it won't close. Interesting. So I have no idea. I've never met anybody like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are from. people who have mixed dominance. In other words, like when they close one eye and then the other, like they both move a little. 
the, the, the object. Um, but I've never heard of somebody who can't, you can't close one of your eyes. Not independently. Like I can close it. Like I can close both of my eyes together. And I can right. Close you my can right blink, eye. but you can't wink with your left I, eye. No, I can't. I can close it and it always just opens back up. Huh. Yeah, you're you like know, Vladimir Putin's uh, <laughs> sad cousin. You know, usually, usually, if that's the case, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, from what I've heard, the non-dominant eye is the one you can you can wink. But by by what I've heard, what I mean is I googled it while we were talking because I've never flipping heard of this before. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-oh. Rihanna apparently somebody. cannot wink. I can wink with one eye. I can't wink with the other. So me and Rihanna, we're, we we would be best friends. I mm. can close. Yeah. Whatever. I, I'm tired of talking about my poor eyes, James. <laughs> Let's talk about possibility four instead. Mm. And this one is kind of like, it goes back to what you were saying, James. It might just be that deja vu is your mind correcting itself. Mm. And this is the one that makes a lot of sense. If you slightly misremember something. So for, for example, you might be eating a veggie lover's pizza at a party but at the last party you attended you ate a pepperoni pizza so the part of your brain where you remember eating pizza at this particular person's party your brain experiences this weird feeling like wait i've done this before right and you're like but wait a minute no it's pepperoni pizza like i don't know it's like a mismatch oh. interesting in your memory well, i mean humans it's really neat how hardwired they are to find patterns and things i think it was last episode i mentioned that there's an optical illusion where you know you can look at a broken up grid where part of it is is open lines and your mind will just automatically start correcting it and turning it into a proper symmetrical closed grid like the way it's supposed to look so i can definitely fall in line with that theory james can fall in line with it <laughs> you hear that alex oh, yeah. Okay, possibility five. You freaking need more sleep, dude. <laughs> yeah, fatigue and stress or anxiety, they're no bueno for your brain. And if you are if you aren't getting a healthy amount of sleep, your brain might start misfiring. And then you got a case of the vus. So sleep more. Mm. Okay, possibility six. Maybe the incident in question already happened. Ooh. Like this is because this goes back to what James was saying. You're familiar with the situation because you may have had a similar experience and you just don't remember it. And this is what I think actually caused my deja vu when I took Alex to his sinus surgery last week. Because we're driving down the same stretch of 400 headed to the, a building that was very close to the same building where one, I gave birth to our dear sweet baby Gwen. And then two, it is also very close to where Gwenny girl got her ear t- tubes put in. For her uh, ear infections. So location and spatial similarity can trigger deja vu, even if you might be at two places that are entirely separate, but maybe the lobby is laid out in a very similar manner to another mm-hmm. place you've been. It might trigger that memory where you're like, I've been here before. Mm-hmm. So. I can see that. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a song with re- repeated uh, lyrics, like over and over again, that's like 20 minutes long, and call it, I got the deja blues. well i can't wait that's gonna be on our patreon guys yeah there we go yeah if you guys didn't know we've got a patreon and james is gonna post his song his first single yeah (laughs) on there so (laughs) billboard top 100 coming at you (laughs) possibility seven um what if deja vu is just the universe's way of saying hey buddy universe here just want to let you know that 
you're doing great. You're headed in the right direction. Heart <sighs> emoji, heart emoji, XOXO. Signed, the universe. Could be. What if that's what it is? What if it is just, uh, and this is an idea that was put forth by blogger Radhika Medrotra on Speaking Tree. And she suggests that your higher self might be reaching out to affirm your life decisions. Mm. And maybe this is why I had deja vu when I was taking Alex to the hospital the other day. (laughs) was like, yes, Cece, your husband's sinuses are jacked, and you did the right thing by making him go see your daughter's ENT and then getting that diagnosis that was like, yes, we need to remove those polyps yeah. from your nose. Thank you. So maybe that's my higher self, Alex. Thank you, higher Cece. <laughs> okay, possibility eight. Past lives. Uh, Supernatural. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like this is something that pops up a lot when people talk about deja vu. Like when I've tried to look it up and I've asked people about deja vu, they're always like, you know, it's your past life. You're just reliving a memory from your past life. Right. It, it, it I don't know. I have more problems with that one probably than any of them. Well, there's, yeah. there's an author named Dr. Judith Orloff. And it's funny when I was doing my research, I was like, I swear I swear I know who she is. I've talked about her before. So I had deja vu while I was actually working <laughs> on these notes. But she wrote a blog about how deja vu could be sparked by basically remembering something that happened to you in past life. And she says, quote, There are situations that are glitches in time when the rules bend and the mystery takes hold. Enchanted moments that sparkle. These are deja vu. They can take place anywhere, at any time, with anyone. Your real estate agent might show you a house that feels so familiar and right, you instantly know it's yours. And that made me stop and think, I wonder how many people had that feeling about houses that, because right now the housing market is just insane. I wonder how many people walked into a house and said, this is my home, and then somebody else offered 50K above the offering price and they lost it. It's, it's, It's cutthroat out there, guys. Okay, anyways, back to Orloff's quote. She also says, quote, Or perhaps you were in a restaurant and a sense of inexplicable kinship with a woman sitting in the back corner booth. Don't let these possibilities pass you by. Take notice. Investigate. (laughs) And my one thing is like, okay, okay, so you see a woman at a restaurant and she's in the back booth. How does that explain a past life? Like, is it, does she mean like, oh, maybe that's somebody you knew in a past life? That's what I think she's suggesting. Okay. When I read it, I was just like. She's your old true love. Well, she also did. There was was a mention about two people that met and they said that when they first met met each other, they both felt like they knew each other for a thousand years and they fell in love and they got married. And that Mm. was like proof of past lives. That's how it works. I don't know. One of them was an owl and one of them was the mouse that got eaten. (laughs) <laughs> all right well possibility nine and this is the last one you guys perhaps it might be the tuning fork phenomenon hmm. what's that you ask alex yeah, what, what's that let me tell you according to the spiritual research foundation quote the tuning fork phenomenon relates to when the frequencies of a person's mind temporarily match the frequencies of minds of other living people or subtle bodies in the afterlife end quote so huh. when I read this, I took it to mean people in other dimensions or universes. Okay. So like James might be having a thought that James in another dimension is also thinking. And then mm-hmm. it's just like they've, they've tuned into one another and they're just like, oh, deja. <laughs> yes. Oh, deja. 
James, do you believe in a multiverse? I, I do. Uh, and in fact, there there have been instances, uh, really, this is a morbid thought, but there's Uh-oh. been times where I've like almost died. You know, like you have one of those scenarios where you're like, whoo, that was close. And whenever those happen, like my first immediate like emotional gut reaction is, oh, one of, uh, at least one of the, you know, the Jameses didn't make it out of that one. You know, oh, yeah. you ever, you ever yep. feel like that? Like, oh, some James in another world, they, they totally bit the dust, dust just now. Yep. <laughs> I've thought, I've had that exact same thought before, James. Yeah. Yeah, it's morbid, but it's also just like, <laughs> I, I feel like we've talked about this before. Maybe that's deja vu hitting me. No, we've definitely talked about this before, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that one comic book, The Vacation. Infinite Vacation. Infinite Vacation. Oh, we've yeah. We, I know we've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I always stop to think, man, that was scary. It always happens to me in a car. It's like a scary car. Usually same like, oh. for me, yeah. So oh, anyways, man. yeah, James thinks he believes in the multiverse. And he's tuned in to his, uh, his other Jameses, too, because I know mm-hmm. that James has had deja vu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's. I think we can't discount the idea that the universe is a simulation and it's just glitches. It could be glitches. We have. This is like the stupidest reason for me to believe in a simulation. But we have a tree out front that has these limbs that just stick straight up in the air, and they're just very odd looking. And I always think this is like I'm in The Sims, and this is just a really poorly rendered tree. Uh, like the, like the <laughs> artifact creator was just lazy with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like to it me. Does. Because it's got these limbs that just stick straight up. Like hmm. that's very You guys got to send yeah. me a picture. I'll send you a picture tomorrow. But yeah. We'll put it on our Instagram. <laughs> you guys can <laughs> see our proof of the simulation here at the Cornette household. <laughs> so you guys, that was Deja Vu, Corinne. Our, our wonderful, sweet listener, Corinne, who is one of our patrons, suggested this topic. So thank you so much for sending that in, Corinne. This has been a fun one, even though Alex didn't get to do any research because yeah. he can't read. Thanks, Corinne. <laughs> yeah. I still enjoyed it. I yeah. love the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Next month, I'm going to be doing Corinne's uh, Q&A, too, so on our Ooh. Patreon. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So Corinne's got more to look forward to. Okay. Is it time to draw from the vase for next week's episode? Yeah. Okay. One second. Let me go get it. Pick it up, oh. Alex. Pick it up. All right. I'm stirring it up. All right. Draw one. Draw one. Here, let me see it. I dropped it. I dropped somebody's in there. Don't be mad at me if you think it was yours. All right, you guys. Next week, we are talking about... Deja vu. No, just <laughs> No, we are actually talking about Nikola Tesla, and this subject was submitted to us by my dear sweet brother, Anthony. Oh, wow. So, this one's been in there for a long, been time. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's been in there since we started doing the vase. <laughs> oh, Wow. So, you guys, we fi- Anthony, we finally chose your topic from the vase. So, all right. You guys next week are talking about Nikola Tesla. Is there anything you guys want to say before we hit the road? Hmm. Hmm. Um, is there anything you all want to say before we hit the road? <laughs> I was Alex. waiting. I was like, should I do a deja vu joke? Or <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex stole it from you. Who does Alex. our music? Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find it on Amazon Music, iTunes, YouTube Music, anywhere you listen to music. You guys remember he's Spotify. He's he's, he's on painkillers right now. So you guys, until <laughs> next time, we hope that you can keep, keep it, it strange. strange. Hi.